0: Thank you, and stay spooky! Though oftentimes dark, the world can be a beautiful place. But how did it all come to be? Today we bring you different creation stories. Stories, folklore, legends, leyendas, cuentos y más. This is a Spooky Tales. Listen, escuchen, at your own risk. Everyone, This is Christina and this is MJ and this is another episode of a spooky tales a podcast where we tell you all about spooky stories with a focus on Latin America. Did you see how I added that? I'm gonna start saying that now.
1: I love it. <laughs> Here for it. So professional. Right? Yeah. I think we're slowly getting our shit together.
0: Uh, yeah. Um. 62 episodes in and we're, we're getting it together finally. <laughs> yeah. It only took us like over a year. Yeah, just a little over. No big deal. Just (laughs) Uh, uh, Today, we're going to be telling you all about creation stories. And this was so fun to read about. Yeah, for me. Was it for you too? Yeah.
1: Yes, it was. I learned a lot. There's a few like facts that I'm going to put, you know, when I tell my story. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. And I'm like intrigued more now about my topic.
0: Nice. I'm so excited to hear it. But first, our listener's story. And if you have a story for us to that you want us to read on the podcast, feel free to DM us on any of our socials or send us an email at spookytales at gmail.com. So here is this person's. My wife and I went to a party with another couple to a neighbor's state. We stayed with their family in a creepy old house. We went to the bedroom and it was pitch dark. Our friends stayed up talking to their family, and they started talking about the house. We could hear we could hear them. I guess it was a rental house, and their aunt said, "Yeah, the old renters just left without saying anything. They must have gotten into fights a lot because the basement because the basement had a lot of blood stains."
1: What the hell?
0: <sighs> My wife and I were like, "WTF?" Needless to say, we couldn't sleep that night. <laughs>
1: I don't either. That's like red right? flags. Like, man, there is blood on the floor. Excuse me. Did, what the did hell? they fight
0: a lot, or were the bloods there to like due to a previous murder and they left because there was spooky shit going on? We'll never know. I but mean, that's my well, speculation.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I am here because what the hell? The hell leaves blood on the. F-
0: yeah, that's probably what happened.
1: At least, like, put some bleach on it.
0: <laughs> right, there was this TikTok sound of just like someone yelling, "Shut up! Shut up! Shut the f up!" <laughs> and uh, and I used that to, and then I wrote like in the in the video, I just wrote when I'm visiting Mexico and my family starts telling scary stories about the house I'm staying in. <laughs> oh, dude, <that's- laughs> So they they left that comment on there, and I was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna read this" and on the podcast because this is funny. <laughs>
1: It's also like, what's it called? No, tengo, miedo, tengo
0: miedo. Yeah, it's just like that one. Tengo miedo. Tengo miedo. <laughs> okay, so um, I think mine is way longer than yours. If you want to go first today, MJ, I will allow it.
1: Oh, thank you. So generous.
0: You're welcome. You're, you're welcome.
1: <laughs> I will go first. This is one of those times, guys. We talked about it last week, too. It's special. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's special. So I am covering the Inca creation myth. And I researched and researched and tried to look everything up. Unfortunately, I found out pretty quickly that the Inca did not have a written language. So a lot of their stories, a lot of their history is... um, oral tradition and that means you know it was so saddening because that means that a lot of their history and stories many of them are probably gone forever and also it kind of reminded me remember we were talking about how there's a lot of like little stories from different parts of the world that once the older generation goes they're gone for good and yeah spooky tells a spooky tells you know, when I, I I look towards my family and I'm like, yo, tell me your stories. Tell me your creepy stories. Because, you know, a lot of our elders are they're getting close, sad to say. But I like telling my grandma stories. I like telling my great grandparents stories. Yeah, of like same. creepy shit. So this was kind of like, oh, this is deep, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I've been fascinated by the Incan Empire. And I'm especially thankful because this amazing civilization gave us the greatest gift the world has ever known the potato
0: yeah oh okay i was like i was like what gift? right before you said that
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, the potato like i'm serious you guys i agree. any shape of potato fried baked
0: no i don't like baked potatoes
1: <laughs> you don't like do you like go crazy on it because we do baked potatoes and we like add all everything garlic butter the cheese, the sour cream, the green onions,
0: the bacon. Mm.
1: I just don't like we the texture
0: crazy. of that. And mm. and dare I say it, mashed potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite. But, That's my favorite. but everything else, tater tots, fries, uh roasted potato potatoes, chips, yeah, chips, um, when you make uh, the potatoes con carne, you know, and it's like it has oh like a salsa God, on it. Yes. Anyway, um, yes. but this is now a food podcast.
1: So <laughs> and let's not about forget potatoes. For, for our friends that drink. Isn't vodka potato juice?
0: Yes. <laughs> right. Yep.
1: I'm telling you, they gave us the greatest gift in the world. so no tino shade to the. (laughs) i'm totally gonna make potatoes after this but (laughs) um no tino shade to the irish i know a lot of people are like connect the potato to the irish but no we're not doing that and nah
0: potatoes are indigenous okay indigenous
1: and they are they were cultivated first by the inca and they demand respect because if it wasn't for them we wouldn't have beautiful potato. I love potatoes. (laughs) Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Who doesn't? So going to drop some facts on these amazing people that I had no idea until I was researching this. But the Incan Empire stretched from modern day Argentina to southern Colombia, pretty much throughout the entire Andes region. And the Incan Empire was called. And I am so sorry for people who actually know how to pronounce this word. I can't Spanish, I can't English, and I, and any new language that, you know, that I have to, to, uh, say words in, I'm definitely not going to be good at, so I apologize. (laughs) They called it Tawantinsuyu. That sounded good to me. Thank you, thank you. I am saying it slow because I am not used to pronounce, it's a pretty long word, I'm not used to pronouncing it. It translates to the land of four corners, and basically they have, like, Four different like cities type things and they were all um you know divided into like little pueblitos and stuff if that that's the way you kind of want to see it in your head but yeah and, and it's you know they covered the incan empire was pretty big
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: the inca empire was built without the wheel without powerful animals to you know to drag rocks and 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 supplies It was built without iron tools, without any form of currency, and without a writing system. And they did all this roughly 3,800 meters above sea level. Like, when I tell you these people were amazing and a genius that we probably today could never comprehend because a lot of the stuff, a lot of their structures are still a mystery to archaeologists. Because they're like, we don't know.
0: I'm telling you, people say that like, oh, they were living in the past and they were like, yes. sav- quote unquote savages. But they were, I yeah. mean, they were probably better off.
1: They they knew how to like cultivate these amazing plants that are still used today. And, you know, a lot of people in a lot of places, they still use indio as like a derogatory term, like to call you stupid or or like, as you said, like savage. But then if you look at the history it's like whoa these people were on a whole other level of genius because they built yep. these these structures that are still around today mm-hmm. that have been around for hundreds of years that yep. are still t- standing today with and as i said no iron tools without the wheel without powerful animals to help them bring these um these supplies to where they needed to go 3 3800 meters above sea level like that takes a whole other level of genius that we do not understand. Yeah. But, you know, indigenous, you know, cultures and and, and people are amazing. But let's continue before I we go on another um, <laughs> side quest over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so the Inca Empire dates from the 15th century AD. I also found some articles that sell, said 12th century AD. So I'm guessing this is a rough estimation. Vilcabamba the last inca city persisted until 1572 so wow. um it persisted they fought back against the spanish for many years until you know it fell in 1572 mm-hmm. and okay so now on to the creation myth the inca creation began with the god viracocha in the beginning there was only darkness within this darkness existed lake Tiricaca from this lake, Ila Dixi Viracocha emerged, the first one as he was known. He made the earth, the sky, and the first human beings. He wandered the earth, but still the world was in darkness. Unhappy with the first beings he created, Viracocha and his many selves emerged from the lake. To simplify this a bit, this part of the creation myth is a bit ex- abstract. So he has many selves, and he's existing in all of these selves at the same time. It's okay. it's very abstract, and and I try to simplify it because um, I found an article, and they very made they made it very like difficult to follow. I was a bit confused, and I was like, oh okay, I get it. So he and his many selves, he's existing in all of his many selves at the same time, and they okay. came out of the lake. So. Unsatisfied with his, the first beings he created, he turned the first humans into, into stone. In Tiwanaku, Viracocha created the sun, the moon, and the stars. Inti, the sun god, also, also known as Apu Punchao and son of Viracocha, is believed to be the ancestor of the Incas. He is humanoid in appearance and has a gold disc with a face that emits rays and fire. Inti was believed to be the father of Manoc Capac, also known as Ayar Manco, the first Incan leader, giving Incan rulers divine rights, linking them to Inti and Viracocha. Inti was only second to Viracocha, but because Viracocha usually didn't bother with worldly affairs, he left Inti in charge. And Manok Kapak is said to have worn gold clothing to represent his divine blood. In some myths, Inti's wife slash sister, the moon goddess, Mama Coya, also known as Mama Oklo, is said to also have been an ancestor of the Inca. And there are two periods in which humanity was created. Once with Viracocha, these beings were then destroyed, and the second time they were created They were created by Inti, and the Incan people are said to be descendants of him. This creation myth, where Inti was linked to the Inca rulers, led to an expansion of the cult of Inti, also making Inti a very important figure in the Inca pantheon. Inti is also said to have given humanity the gift of civilization. And fun fact, we can see... Inti represented in the flag of Argentina and what? uh for those yeah, so you know how the flag of Argentina has the little sun in the middle? Yeah. That that's the god Inti, okay. called Sol de Mayo or Sun of May.
0: Huh.
1: And I had no idea that uh Inca had two creationists, because that's I mean, that's what it is.
0: Mm-hmm. But so the in the first um in the first period that's when they were turning to stones, people were turning to stones. Yeah, they were
1: like yeah. So basically they thought that there was two civilizations.
0: Oh. The first
1: one was created by Viracocha and Viracocha was I don't know, he was like unhappy with them, displeased, displeased and and ended up not liking them. So he destroyed all of them. He destroyed the first set of humans. Hmm. And then yeah. he cre- after this he created the sun uh, he had his children so he had the sun which is inti the sun god he had pachamama which is um the spirit of the earth in um simple terms it's i mean it's more complex than that but mm-hmm. and then he had uh, uh his daughter his other daughter, the moon oh, okay okay mama Kila you know and after this pretty much inti then had a child and that child is said to have been the first Incan ruler okay so according to the Inca human civilization had to restart or had to be created twice and I thought that was a very like um you know how we always hear theories about like oh there was like a civilization before us and we're you know Mm -hmm. they destroyed themselves and you know it goes into that so I thought that was interesting yeah and there's a few there's a few cultures that have that too that before us, there was another civilization, and that civilization was destroyed. And then humanity had to be created again. You know.
0: It's... Yeah. Wait till you hear mine.
1: Okay. I'm, I'm yeah. Ready. Yeah. Before we go into that, there is a flood myth that is supposed to come. You know, it's supposed to be part of the Inca mythology. However, I did not include it because I don't know if it's influenced influenced by the Spanish. I'm like almost 100% sure that the Spanish had some influence on this flood myth.
0: You know, I wonder if the flood myth is the one about Tekendama Falls. Maybe. The Tekendama Falls was supposedly created when the earth was going to be flooded. And in order to save mm-hmm. the people that were there, the gods made that little patch
1: mm-hmm. for them
0: to stand on and then they flooded everything mm-hmm. and this patch this area is Tekandama Falls it's, you know how falls that, waterfalls that have be, like yeah that could be yeah a little cave inside yeah. that that is where they stood
1: yeah and that could be because i when i was when i was going over the myth i know that like they mentioned something that the reason that they were so high in altitude was because of the the flood
0: interesting okay
1: so I don't know. I, I I mean I wanted to include it because technically that kind of would be like a restart on the creation myth. But I don't know. I didn't feel. I don't know. It just it felt very
0: Krishni y Yeah. Although yeah. I will say I think a lot of a lot of creation stories include floods. That is true. Yeah. That so is true. I don't know. Maybe we can save it for a Patreon episode. Or we can do another part yeah. two creation stories because the Maya Ooh. creation story was so long I didn't include it in this. They have like a whole book called The Popol yeah. Vu and and it's oh, just, yes, it's yes, long. Yes. So yeah, maybe we we can part two this.
1: Yeah, we could part two this. And I would like to like say put this out there into the universe that I hope we get more indigenous People telling their stories because I had the hardest time finding Inca stories and mythology, and a lot of it was just the same stuff over and over again.
0: I totally get if they want to hoard their stories though, because then you get like American or white authors stealing their shit. <laughs>
1: that is true you can see that in like and
0: i like stephen king books but he does this shit a lot where he takes native or uh, indigenous people to you know here the united states Mm -hmm. he'll take their mythology and just throw it in his books and like not even mention or it has nothing to do or just change it or make them the bad people you know so yeah totally understandable too
1: i never read any of his books so i wouldn't know
0: yeah and he's and he's (laughs) not the only one but yeah it's just an example oh that's sad it's annoying.
1: It's disappointing. Yeah.
0: So, are you ready for mine? Yes, I am so ready. I looked up There's a few different ones, but I looked up the Mexica creation story. So, the Mexica was the largest mm-hmm. group in what the Spain the Spanish called the Aztecs.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, I will I'm going to refer to them as the Mexica. Uh but yeah, this is there there's a lot of creation stories. It's hard to find stories that weren't written by white people. Mhm. 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 <laughs> The Spanish, when they forced Christianity across Mesoamerica, they destroyed indigenous writings, books, including the Mexica. Of the thousands of books that the Mexica had about them, uh, only 12 mm-hmm. exist today. And the Spanish, wow. I know, it's a lot. Yeah, a lot that was destroyed. The Spanish did document histories into their codexes. Codex? I don't know what the plural is. Whatever. <laughs>
1: I think it's the same thing, isn't it? Because it's like ends and X, so it would be just codex. You're right, Code- codexy I don't know. Whatever. I don't know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> but I highly doubt this was done without adding religious biases. And and I mean, I'm pretty sure. Actually, I'm like a, I'm positive because an example of this would be. When they when they wrote into the Florentine Codex, the first sighting of the Yorona, mm-hmm. quote unquote Yorona, Siwaquat, uh, C- mm-hmm. they they write that she's mm-hmm. a demon. When you hear the stories of the Siwateteo, who I've met, we've talked about them before, but they are
1: mm-hmm. women who died
0: in birth and were given the same honor that men who died in battle were given. They also make mm-hmm. them monsters, and um, so. Yeah, they demonize a lot of things as they do. Everything's a demon to them, right? So it's hard to Oh my god. Yeah, it's hard to look at the codex, the Florentine codex and all the other ones that exist without or you, or you can you can read these and you can look at them but keep in mind that they are written from the point of view of the colonizer. And another example are all the caves that we know in Mexico now, as las cuevas del diablo, caves were highly sacred to indigenous people. Uh, so that's just another another example snakes snakes are like considered evil right if you hear the story mm-hmm. of Adam and Eve it was a snake that inter- that gave them the apple mm-hmm. um, snakes were also sacred many gods and goddesses were depicted like the skirt of snakes or you know so yeah just examples yeah. of how they write things down with the oh, my god what am I trying to say Christian. yeah they just change things Christian
1: religion yeah
0: yeah and also, one more thing to add to the Mexica creation story: the Mexica, as they moved through uh, Mesoamerica, they adopted and changed their beliefs, and included that of other indigenous groups. Uh, so that's why a lot of gods, um, or yeah, a lot of gods can be seen in the same—not the same—in different groups throughout. Not just the Mexica, but they all have have something in common, or they'll share stories, or you'll see gods with the same name, but they're like technically the same thing. Um, that's why that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's several, several different creation stories. And I'm going to be sharing two from the Mexica. I think I wrote down two. Yes. Okay. So, and forgive me if I mispronounce things. Uh, these are hard names, but I'm going to try my best. <laughs> so this is the, the legend of the five sons. According to the Mexica, the world was first created by... Ometeotli and Wat. and they were also known as Tonaceteotli and Wat. and together they formed Ometeot. Ometeot is a dual god that was both male and female. Ometeot was both one and two at the same time. Ometeot came to be of nothing. There was nothing else. Only them in the whole universe. Together, they had four children. These four children were Sipe Totec, known as the Flayed God, the God of Seasons and the God of Things that Grow on Earth, Quetzalcoatl, the Plumbed Serpent and the God of Air, Huitzilipotli, the Hummingbird of the South and the God of War, and Tezcatlipoca, the Smoking Mirror and the God of Earth, the the most powerful of the four. They lived with their parents in the 13th heaven. The four gods decided that they wanted to create a world and humans that would inhabit the world, and so they did. But they messed up a few times. The first time they created the earth, Quetzalcoatl and Huitzilopochtli created it together. They made fire, which became the sun. However, the sun was weak and it did not provide heat or light. It was only a half sun. Then they made a woman and a man, and they gave them names, Oshomoko and Sipaktonal, and gave them work. Oshomoko was to spin thread and weave cloth, and Sipaktonal was to farm. The gods gave Oshomoko the gift of maize, and some of the grains were magical, with the ability to cure illnesses and tell the future. Oshomoko and Sipaktonal had many children whom were called Masehuales, and they tended the land. The two gods created all of that, but they had not yet created time, and so they did. They made months that had 21 days, and after 18 months, the gods called that time span a year. And so now, a sun was created, humans and time existed. It was time to create the underworld, and they named it mictlan Once Quetzalcoatl and Huitzilopochtli created Mictlan, they created two gods that would rule over Mictlan, and these gods were Mictlantecutli and Mictekasiwat. Then Quetzalcoatl and Huitzilopochtli created water, and they filled the water with a giant fish, and this giant fish was called Sipactli, and earth was made of the body of Sipactli. Then Oshomoko and Sipaktonal had a son, named Piltin When the gods saw that Piltin Kutli had no wife, they made him a wife, from the hair of the goddess of beauty, Sochi But the gods were still not happy with all they had created, especially with the weak sun that did not give enough light or warmth. Tezcatlipoca thought that if he turned himself into the sun, then it would be better, and he did just that. And the sun was whole, emitting enough light for the world the two gods created together. This was the start of the first sun, the first age of the world. The gods added strong giants to the world, and these giants ate nothing but pine nuts. Time went on, and Tezcatlipoca shined in the sky, but after 13 times 52 years— 676 years, Quetzalcoatl had uh, enough of his brother's reign as the sun, and so he took a club and struck Tezcatlipoca, and Tezcatlipoca fell into the waters of the world. Angry, Tezcatlipoca rose from the waters as a jaguar and roamed the earth, hunting down the giants and devouring them one by one. Once he was done, Tezcatlipoca rose to the skies and became the constellation Jaguar, known to most as Mer- Ursa Major. Fuck, that's like easier to say and when I'm like still stuttering, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> no, I feel, no, I feel it. It's because you're going from Spanish, like not even Spanish. It's you're going from Nahuatl to English. Yeah.
0: <laughs> After this, the age of the second sun began. This was known as the Age of Wind, and it was the world created by Quetzalcoatl, who was also the sun during this age. In the age of the wind, Macehuales ate nothing but pine nuts. This age lasted 13 times 52 years, 676 years, until Tezcatlipoca took revenge on Quetzalcoatl. Tezcatlipoca brought on a blast of wind so strong that Quetzalcoatl and the Macehuales were blown away with only a few macehuales surviving. The surviving macehuales turned into monkeys and escaped into the jungles. Then, once the time of the second sun came to an end, the god Tlaloc became the sun. The age of the third sun lasted seven times fifty-two, 364 years, and during this age the people ate seeds of a plant that grew in the water. But then Quetzalcoatl brought upon a rain, made of fire, and destroyed the world, and the people of the third sun became the birds. When Quetzalcoatl brought an end to Tlaloc's reign, he gave the world to Tlaloc's wife, Chalchutlickwe, goddess of water, and the age of the fourth sun began. But during the age of the fourth sun, it rained and rained, and it was a rain so great that it flooded all of earth. The flood washed away the people, and they turned into fish. Once the flooding was over, the sky fell and covered all of earth, and nothing could live on earth anymore. And this age was over. The fourth age lasted six times 52, 312 years. The world the gods created was destroyed, destroyed by their fighting. Realizing this, Quetzalcoatl and Tezcatlipoca made peace, and they began to rebuild the world. They each went on to opposite ends of the world and transformed into trees, and with their powerful tree limbs they pushed the sky back up, and they still hold it there today. Their father, Ometecutli saw his sons working together to fix what they had destroyed, and he gave them the stars and heavens to rule and made them a highway of stars to travel. This highway of stars is the Milky Way. I like that. Right? This Gatlipoca made fires to light the world. Since the sun had been destroyed during the Fourth Age, the gods gathered and decided to create a new sun, one that ate human hearts and drank human blood. If this new sun did not receive these, it would no longer shine, and the world would be dark. So the gods made four hundred men and five women, and they would be food for the sun. Both Tlaloc and Quetzalcoatl wanted their sons to become the fifth son, and they took their sons to the greatest fire. Quetzalcoatl threw his son into the fire first, and then his son rose to the skies, and he remains in the skies to this day. When the fire was nearly out, Tlaloc threw his son into the fire, and his son rose to the skies too. Quetzalcoatl's son went into the high flames, and because of that, he became a being of fire, one that emits a light too bright to look at. Tlaloc's sun went into a dying fire, and this is why he became a much dimmer light, one splattered with ashes. This is how the sun and the moon came to be. Quetzalcoatl's sun became the sun, and Tlaloc's sun became the moon. And yes, that is one version that just takes us up to the creation of the sun and the moon. Mm -hmm. And here is a different version. We are the people of the fifth sun, but before us, worlds came and went, worlds lit by different suns. Different gods took the form of the sun and created the inhabitants of these worlds. The gods gathered and chose the mighty Tezcatlipoca to create the world of the first sun. Tezcatlipoca gathered mud, a lot of mud, and created men from this mud. He worked hard to create beings that were strong, but it didn't work, for the people that Tezcatlipoca made were too large. They were tall, lazy giants that hardly bothered to move. The giants would stumble and fall and then stay there, and they would become mountains. The giants that did not become mountains were preyed upon by ocelots, and they perished. Tezcatlipoca was distraught with the world he created and the gods gathered, and it was decided that the First Sun would be destroyed, and the order of the First Sun was also the jaguar. The gods then decided that Quetzalcoatl would rule the world of the Second Sun, and the people of the Second Sun were created through maize. These people were perfect, but they were too perfect, and because of that, they had no time to admire or worship the gods. This made Quetzalcoatl angry, and he brought upon a hurricane that rid the world of these ungrateful, perfect people. But not all of them disappeared. Those that survived turned into monkeys and they escaped into the jungles. Quetzalcoatl then called for the gods, and acknowledging his failure, he chose Tlaloc to create the world of the third sun. Tlaloc followed in Quetzalcoatl's footsteps and used maize to create humans. But he made one change. Tlaloc added hearts to these humans, but Tlaloc made the hearts too big, and they did not fit in their bodies. And so the people had hearts that were too strong, and they were too busy fighting each other to worship the gods. The gods were angry with these people, and they sent a rain of fire to destroy them. Most perished, but those that survived turned into birds. This brought the world of the third sun to an end. The goddess Chalchudlikwe was in charge of the world of the fourth sun and she decided to make people from the bones of those who had inhabited the previous suns. These new humans were so small they scattered and they were impossible to catch. These humans hid, never worshipped their gods and never sacrificed in their honor. Chalchudlikwe was disappointed and ended this world by flooding it. Those that survived the flood became the fish that live in the waters. Most of the world was dark, for the fire the gods created for the fifth sun burned too low. They decided that they needed to throw themselves into the new sun to give it strength, but no one dared to be first. Finally, Nanawatsin, the god of illness and disease, stood up and said that he would do it. When Tekusistekat, the lord of the shells, saw... Saw this, he said he would do it, so that he could outshine the other gods. They each prepared themselves for sacrifice, and this took four days. On the day of the sacrifice, Nanawatsin wore a humble paper dress, while Tekusistekat wore a colorful rich canvas, and colorful feathers adorned his head. The rest of the gods gathered to watch the sacrifice. Tegusis Tegat attempted to jump into the fire first, but he was too afraid, for the heat of the fire was too great. He tried, and tried, and tried, and tried, four times, but he could not. He stepped aside so that Nanawatsin could try, and Nanawatsin did not hesitate as he jumped into the blazing fire. The fire then grew into a colossal flame that touched the sky, and then disappeared, Due to his sacrifice, Nanawatsin became Ogin Donatiwu, movement of the sun. After seeing this, Sistekat jumped into the fire, and again the fire grew until it touched the sky and disappeared. The rest of the gods looked around, trying to see where the sun would appear. Then they saw two stars, both shining too bright, too bright to look at even for the gods. One of the gods grabbed a rabbit that was running by and threw it at the face of Tekusistekat. The rabbit hit Tekusistekat so hard that the light was dimmed, and thus the moon was created. The gods celebrated, but it was short-lived, for Tonatiwu, the sun, refused to move. Tonatiwu would only move when the rest of the gods sacrificed themselves to him, but they did not want to do this. Tlawiskalpantekutli then said that he would save them from the sacrifice and threw a dart at Tonatiwu, but the dart missed, and then Tonatiwu threw his own dart at Tlawiskalpantekutli. The dart hit Tlawiskalpantekutli in the head so hard that he changed into Itzlacolinkui, the god of coldness frost, and obsidian, and this is what makes it so cold right before the sun rises. When the other gods saw this, they sacrificed themselves. Only then, Tonatiwu began to move across the skies, setting forth the birth of the fifth sun, the sun in which we find ourselves today. (sighs) That That was beautiful. I know, right?
1: That was hard. But I I love those creation myths, and then they're again the are so similar with the restart and like reset of humanity, where it's like, we don't like these ones. Let's destroy them. Let's make it a new one.
0: Yes, oh, I had to drink so much water after reading all that.
1: <laughs> Almost there.
0: Oh, okay, and this this is just the creation of the world up to the fifth sun. I did not include the creation of humans because that's also very long. <laughs> I thought about it. But uh maybe we'll leave that for part two. Maybe it'll be a Patreon episode. We'll see. <laughs> but I really like that one. Both versions.
1: Yeah, it's really nice. The last one was though like they're like literally beating themselves up and mutilating one another where it's like, oh well now you're you're a different god now.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like I kicked your ass so bad that you 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 you're a different god now.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that the rabbit was the one thrown. And there's also there's just so many amazing stories that come from this. Like mm-hmm. um so they made this fire, right? And at first the fire was only mm-hmm. for them, and then the opossum, the what are they in, in Spanish? La mm-hmm. la, co- la Yes. <laughs> it stole fire for humans. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it's a whole long story that I also didn't write down, but um, Monstras podcast they have an awesome episode on this story if you want to listen to it.
1: My mom always used to tell a joke where said uh, un, un, um, a a skunk and a possum met, and the possum spoke um, Spanish and the skunk spoke English, and the skunk would go say "I'm sorry," and then the the possum would say.
0: I'm tlacqua. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. <laughs> that's amazing.
1: The possum thought that it was introducing itself, like, "Oh, you know, I'm I'm, I'm sorry." It's like, "Oh, sorrio <laughs> The possum would be like, "Oh,
0: I'm Yeah, <laughs> that's that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then I have one more, and this is uh, the Taíno, one of the many versions of the Taíno creation story. Whew, as if I haven't been talking enough today. Oh my god. Okay, let me talk some more. <laughs> We're here for right, a day. yeah. <laughs> um, just a little background on the Taíno, and I didn't include background on the Mexica because I'm just assuming everybody knows about the Aztecs.
1: Yeah, I think it's like one group that that they're pretty like known.
0: Yeah, exactly. Oh, I had stretch. Okay, so, but I did include background on the, on the Taino people. And uh the Taino are a subgroup of the a- Aru- <laughs> Fuck. Arawak? A- a- Arawak? God, why is that so hard? God. Arawak indigenous people that traveled from the o- Orinoco Amazon region of South America to Venezuela and then to the Caribbean islands. So, they were not the first indigenous group to arrive to current day Puerto Rico. And there's also evidence of the Taino people meeting with the uh, people from Mesoamerica, which is why you see like tamales. Mm, yeah. uh, everybody, that's why everybody has yeah. similar foods to tamales. So, around 1,700 years ago, the Taino people arrived to what is now Puerto Rico uh, by the Caribbean Sea. In Arawak, Taino means the good ones. They were peaceful, but they did engage in combat with the Caribes that attacked their villages. The Taino lived in yucayeques or towns, and each town was led by a cacique, which is like a chief. Women could also be caciques, mm-hmm. though they did have gendered daily jobs, like women farming, preparing fish, while men did the fishing. It was also normal for women to join men in battle just as it was normal for them to become leaders the tainos were the first to encounter columbus and they were subjected to enslavement atrocities and genocide at his at his hands and the hands of you know his people Mm -hmm. um many especially in educational settings talk about the tainos as if they were extinct uh and they do this with the mexica the maya and they're mm-hmm. not. There's modern, <laughs> modern day people that are Taino and Maya and Maya Kiche and all that. And I did find a Taino TikToker who has a lot of educational videos on the Tainos and her and a lot of people, a, a group of, of Taino descendants put together a written book of the language, Um, which I, I thought that was amazing. It's the first book to exist like this.
1: I love that.
0: Do you have the title? Oh no, not of the book, of her TikTok name. <laughs> I should have written oh, down the love. book. Her TikTok username is <laughs> Dino Library. Yeah, and and the link to the book is in her in her bio. And so this is just uh one of the many versions. I only wrote down one because I was running out of time because then instead of instead of finishing my notes, I started playing ARC survival guide with my stepson. So <laughs> <laughs> my bad. <laughs> so uh at first there was nothing only Yaya and this this version that I'm sharing might have been influenced by the Spanish might have not been but here it goes So Yaya and his son Yayael get into a disagreement they fight and Yayael is banished for eternity Yayael returns after 4 months but he is killed by his father for defying the banishment orders Yaya takes Yayael's bones and puts them into a higüero or a gourd and then hangs the gourd up from the roof of his bohio, which means home. Yaya wants to see his son again, and so he takes down the cord, but instead of bones, there are fish and he eats them. Yaya leaves and the quadruplets Demiman, Caracaracol, and his three brothers, they were quadruplets again, i I forgot I already mentioned that, so I mentioned it again. My bad. (laughs) Anyway, the three brothers heard of the fish. They were hungry, and they decided to sneak into Yaya's home and take down the gourd. They were busy eating and did not hear Yaya approaching. In a hurry to put the gourd back, they knocked it down. Water gushed out of the broken gourd and completely covered Uguanya. That means earth. This is how the oceans were created. And then uh, Yaya means supreme spirit. There's also a possibility that, uh, well, other versions of the stories don't include Yaya El. He might have been an addition by the Spanish, especially when you look at the E-L, which is supposed to mean son of. Uh, so son of Yaya. Yeah. So um, that's why it might have been like a Spanish addition. There's also another version that, and I didn't finish reading it because it was longer. Not reading it, watching the video on it. But um, there was nothing in the earth and except Yaya and the four brothers. And then I didn't get further than that. And I should (laughs) have
1: more stuff for another episode. Yes.
0: Yeah. Because, yeah, that was like a way longer video. And even though I wrote these notes down weeks ago, like two weeks ago, then I forgot. It's like they didn't exist in my brain. And then I was like, oh, my God, I was going to add the the story of the Taino and, and then and this was this morning. So <laughs> So yeah, here we are. <laughs>
1: that's awesome though. <laughs> but I was like, wait, that's yeah, that's um very I am almost a hundred percent sure, as you said, it's a Spanish influence. Yeah. Because it has the, the L yeah. The A E L. The E L, yeah. Yeah.
0: But yeah, I had a I had a lot of fun reading these uh these stories.
1: I had no idea, but and there's more, which is crazy.
0: Yes, yeah, a lot more. Because <laughs> then there's the creation of the people, people getting fire. The, we didn't even get into the Maya, but their stories, there's like these hero twin brothers and yes. a journey. Yep.
1: Which, what's it called? Does it, what's it called? Go over that was um, Gods of Jade and Shadow. Yes. I forgot 99% of that book. So I'm gonna have to reread that <laughs> whenever we do the Maya creation. So I'm gonna be like, "Oh, I know this."
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's another version of the Mexica creation story that Quetzalcoatl mm-hmm. goes down into Mictlan.
1: Can Can we say Quetzalcoatl is such a drama queen? And
0: <laughs> yeah, right. He's like so much drama. Yeah, he's the reason that the. the the first and second and like, third Yeah, shit. world all got destroyed.
1: <laughs> he was always like, let's start some shit.
0: Yeah, he was ready. Um, it's
1: too quiet of a day today. <laughs> He's definitely the Yeah, leader.
0: for sure. But in order to create humans, he has to go down to like Mictlan. And something, he goes through there. And then in the end, people are made... Together, Quetzalcoatl and Cihuacuat make people together with bones or something. Yeah. I can't remember. I will, we'll probably do another episode of this to share that story because yeah. it's it's long. But I'm pretty sure Quetzalcoatl travels yeah. the the Mictlan to, to make people.
1: I'm interested if he starts any more shit. Right. <laughs> no, I'm like, let's see what other stuff he does.
0: <laughs> yeah. Let me find, I want to find one kid's book. I think we've mentioned this author before. I have the book. I just don't mm-hmm. remember the title of it, but it's I have it saved in here. So yeah, if you have kiddos or if you just want to book yourself, it's a really pretty book with beautiful um, drawings. Mm-hmm. It's called Feathered Serpent and the Five Sons, a Mesoamerican Creation Myth. It's by Duncan Tonatiwu.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it just goes through the creation story. It's sim- It's somewhat similar to the version I shared, but there's also differences. And it goes into how people were made. Um, If you are going to get this, oh, oh, God, apparently it's 66% off right now. I don't know how long that's going to last. Oh, yes. It's, it's $5.77, $5.77 for the hardcover. Oh, my right God. Now. I am.
1: Um... Yeah, because I got, I I have his other book, The, um, the Two Volcanoes. Yes, the another Popo- beautiful book. Yeah. I'm trying to say it without butchering. Popocatepetl? Did he say it right? Popocatepetl? I don't
0: know. Oh, Popocatepetl. Popocatepetl.
1: I don't know. I give up. And uh Itza.
0: Yeah. Um, call, let's call. It well, Poponita. let's just say the so- book is called <laughs> "The Princess and the Warrior: A Tale of Two Volcanoes." <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but both both books are beautiful. If you're gonna get it to read it to kids, I would say six and up mm. is a good age. Five, I would even mm-hmm. add five. But they are longer picture books. Yeah. Like I I flip through them with uh, my. Three year old, but he, if I try to read every word, he's like, whatever. But he likes looking at all the pictures. Yeah. Um, so we just look at the pictures together right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's a, yeah, they're pretty long. Cause even though it's the one about the two volcanoes, it's a pretty long read. It takes you like a good 30 minutes to go through all whole thing, which was kids. Yeah. Because they're like, stop and look at every picture. And I don't know about y'all. My kids do not sit down that well. My son does. My daughter has yet to do so.
0: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was our episode. I hope that everyone enjoyed it, and if we butchered any names, please forgive us. Oh wait, before we go, um, spooky recommendations. Do you, do you have any?
1: Oh, let me see. Let me see. I had a another book screenshot that I have not had the honor of buying yet. You gotta find it
0: though. I forgot what my original suggestion. Oh, I remember my original. I'll I'll go. My, um, I'll do mine first. Uh, the show. This show is called Ghosted. It only had one season, um, so that's unfortunate. But it it was—I think it was made into. It aired in 2017, and it's uh, if you like Mm -hmm. The Office, Daryl from The Office is in it. What's his uh, real name? Not—it's not Daryl, obviously. That's his character in The Office. Craig Craig Robinson is the actor, so he's the lead. And then Adam uh, Scott—he is Ben from Parks and Rec. They are a professor and a former detective that get pulled into working in a underground paranormal secret unit um, like the FBI, but I think their name, what are their names? The Underground Bureau, I think is what it's called in the show. And the first two episodes are like, <laughs> I don't know if I want to keep watching this, but then the the rest of it is so good. And I'll only watch this if you're okay with knowing that it just doesn't keep going and there's no resolution to anything because it got canceled after the first season. But I thought the last, the after those two episodes, it just gets funnier and like they found their groove and it gets funnier and funnier and I'm I'm sad there was only one season. It's really funny.
1: I'm gonna write that down. It's too. on Hulu. I'm so behind on all the shows that you recommend. Oh, okay. I'm like literally on Hulu right now. Nice. I see like on my TV, the little Hulu yeah. thing bouncing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I found my other recommendation. I don't know if I have already recommended this, but it's called The Shadow Book. The Shadow Book of Ji Yun, the Chinese classic of weird, te- weird true tales, horror stories, and occult knowledge. And it is written by Yi Izzy Yu and translated by, I think translated, I could be wrong, by John Yu Branscomb.
0: Brand Ooh, okay.
1: So I will, it's, yeah, so it's like, I have not had the honor of reading this, but I was recommended to me, and it is on my uh, to-be-read this year.
0: <laughs> nice, yeah. I'm going to have to check that out. And, yeah, thanks for listening. If you're enjoying the show and you feel like it, give us fi- a five-star rating. Uh, you can do that on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. So, yeah. And, I don't know how to end this because there wasn't like a spooky thing that, you know, how I normally end it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there really, really wasn't. I don't know. This is difficult. Yeah,
0: we'll just not do that part. My brain is like, (laughs) yeah.
1: Oh, how about take your time and research more on these stories that we just covered. I think. Yeah,
0: yeah. They're very fun to read. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And stay a spooky. We'll catch everyone next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for our Spookies supporting us on Patreon. Cynthia, Perla, Jasenia, Kristen, Mary, Dahlia, Mariela, Renee, Yamaris, Edis, Ghost Train, and Madtown Charity. Spooky Tales is hosted by Christina and MJ, edited and produced by Christina. If you're looking for extra ways to support the show, you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash And you can also check out our Patreon for bonus episodes and more. Go to spookytales.com support. But of course, you have our eternal gratitude for just listening. Stay spooky!